Amen. Well, good evening, everybody. If I get the preacher's wife to sit down, we'll have church. <laughs> She's kind of slow poking it tonight. She's she sashaying, that's what it was. Hey, thank you guys for being here tonight. Uh, isn't God good to us? Yes. We asked the Lord for rain, and, and it may not have been a whole lot, but he sent some rain our direction today. And uh, so enough to settle the dust, at least at our house. And uh, I, I think it was real spotty. Uh, Brother Randy was saying out, you know, kind of where Brother Gary's land is at and everything, that he had standing puddles out there. And uh, Brother Hubert didn't have hardly any at all. And so I think it's just how you prayed up, Brother Hubert. I don't know. So <laughs> we're going to keep praying for rain. Uh, they're calling for another good chance of showers tomorrow. And so, boy, we need it, you guys. Uh, the, the grass is just as brown and dead as it possibly can be, and we need every drop we can get. And so keep praying with us that way. We want to worship the Lord together tonight, and I'm glad you're here. Uh, we, we've got several that are in uh, Eureka Springs tonight and Branson and uh, over doing the missions trip. I saw some Facebook posts from, uh, from Clint and from Kim. They were at the... Uh, Sight and Sound Theater, thank you. I knew that's where it was. I just, sometimes I have brain fuzz. Uh, but they're at Sight and Sound uh, today or tonight, and so what a great time. And uh, they're, the kids are doing good. I talked to Brother Chasen uh, earlier this week, and uh, uh, they just had one little girl who was getting kind of homesick. But uh, besides that, all the rest of them are doing great. And uh, said the kids are working hard and doing, doing wonderful. And uh, so we're proud of them and all that's going on with them. Let's pray together tonight and let's worship the Lord if you don't mind. Father, we love you tonight. We thank you, God, and we praise you. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity and the blessing of being in your house together. Lord, we would just invite you to come and, and minister to us tonight. Lord, meet with us tonight, God, and, and touch every heart, touch every life. And God, leave nothing out that you want to do. God, we give you thanks, glory, and praise. Yes. We ask it in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen and amen. Let's worship the Lord together. Beyond all my wildest dreams, your grace is alive in me. I'm caught in the overflow of mercy that won't let go. Here on this holy ground, standing before you.
sufficient for every situation, God. Father, we thank you tonight for your presence in this house, God, and we honor you with our praise, God.
we just make that our declaration tonight. Lord, we need you more than anything. Come on, all over this room together. Father, how precious you are to us. God, we need you more. We need you more than the air that we breathe or the food that we eat. We need you more, Lord God, than, than another moment or another tick on the clock. We need you more, Lord, than money or things or the acclaim of man. God, we need you more. We need you more than anything. We need you in our conversations. We need you in our thoughts. We need you in our words and our actions and our reactions, God. We need you more than anything. We need you, Lord. May you, God, be our very heartbeat. How we love you, Lord. How we bless you, and God, how we praise you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We need him more tonight, church. Come on and give him a hand clap of praise, please. Amen. Tell somebody nearby you love them, how glad you are to see them. Hallelujah. All right. Thank you guys for being here tonight, being out on this beautiful Wednesday. Man, what a great day it's been. I know it's been humid, uh, but boy, howdy, it's just been so much better than 145, which it was, I think, yesterday. And uh, the surface of the sun, I think, was where we were at yesterday. And so uh, <laughs> thank you guys for getting out and being here tonight. Um, just a, a quick reminder about Love Lone Grove Day. It's coming up real soon. Uh, August the 6th is the date for that. Uh, there's still time to bring donations. Uh, Miss LaDonna and the ladies worked on Tuesday night and uh, hung some stuff up. Thank you to those who were able to make it. Uh, I know there were some who were, who were sick, unable to be here, and we completely understand that. Uh, but we appreciate those who did come and, and help uh, get things kind of more organized. And, uh, and that LaDonna is a champ, man. She, she's got it going on, and we're, we're so thankful for her and, uh, and all that she's done and all that she's doing. Miss Christy came in on Saturday of this last weekend and uh, started packing backpacks. And uh, she may be about halfway uh, right now. But, boy, she had a bunch of them stacked up and uh, still got a ways to go. And so uh, that, that's coming together. There is a sign-up sheet on the information booth. I put that out there today. Uh, if you would like to help in one of the crews that's going to be working uh, on August the 6th, that would be a blessing. Uh, there, we're going to need help with people organizing hangers and putting them back on the racks and stuff like that. Uh, there's going to be a sack lunch crew that day. Uh, Brother Don asked me if we were going to be doing hot dogs or anything, and yes, we are. And uh, so we're getting that put together and organized if you'd like to be a part of that. Uh, a lot of different uh, opportunities to minister on that day, and so if you'd like to be a part of that, just sign up, and uh, we'd love to, get you, uh, love to get you connected there. A few things just to give the Lord praise about, of course, uh, kids camp. Um, I was proud of Jonathan and Courtney this past Sunday night. Uh, they did a great job, and, and uh, they had a great week at camp. So proud of them. Our men's breakfast was Saturday of this past weekend. Uh, had a great time with our guys. I think there was, uh, Brother Randy, I think, said 19 men. And uh, we all met in that Royal Ranger room. And, I mean, we were compacted uh, in there. Uh, but we, we, we had the closest fellowship meeting we'd ever had, you know. And so 
Uh, it, was, it was good, great food. Brother Don always spoils us. Uh, he pan fried some ham and brought it in for us that day. And so we had ham and biscuits and gravy and scrambled eggs and sausage. And I mean, I think about 18 dozen donuts, you know, on top of all that. So uh, it was good. It was a great day. And, and I'm always, I love our, love our men's breakfast, love our men's fellowships. Uh, prayer request, guys, we need to uh, continue to pray for those that are on the mission strip this week. They are doing well, but of course, uh, if it's hot here, you know it's hot there as well. And uh, so remember all our kiddos as they're out there working and ministering and the adults that are there as well. And uh, just continue to lift them up to the Lord, please. Uh, of course, we want to continue to be praying for our nation. Uh, Brother Ronnie Burns, we want to continue to lift him up and uh, just, just speak complete healing. Great spirits, man. He's in a great, great uh, frame of mind and doing well. And uh, I'm sure he's just ready to get all of that stuff disconnected and off of him. I'm sure he is. And so uh, continue to hold him up. Ron and Carol, we had on our prayer list. And guess what? They're here tonight. And so we love you. We're so glad that you're feeling better. And uh, the hoop and croup doesn't scare none of us. And so you're, you're perfectly fine. Uh, we're, we're glad that you're here. Still praying for Mama Betty. I uh, want her healed up and getting stronger every day. And, and uh, God, just to lift her up and, and increase her stamina and her strength. Um, uh, since we haven't had an update on Garen in a while, what's the latest? Can you share? Every day. Praise God. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. We continue to pray for him. I'm uh, just going to believe for 100% recovery and everything to, to be well. Uh, a lot of stuff going on. Let's remember Marla's sister uh, tonight, Debbie. Uh, she needs us just a supernatural touch from the Lord. Uh, remember David and Marla. They're trying to uh, go back and forth and, and be in uh, Eureka with the kids and and uh, try to help with Debbie as well at the same time. And so just remember Debbie in your prayers tonight, please. A lot of stuff going on, a lot of things that are happening. I'm sure I've overlooked a bunch of it. Brendan Norton, we want to remember her. Yes, Miss Faith. Well, this isn't a prayer request, it's an announcement. Prime yeah. timers. Prime timers. Yes. This Saturday. This Saturday? Yes. Lord goodness, why didn't I have that in the bulletin? Yes. <laughs> Noon, prime timers, noon, Saturday. I'll have to send out a reminder. In youth building. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hot love. And then I have a praise as well as a prayer. I'm so, sorry I didn't have that in there. Yeah. I apologize. Um, my praise is, is that in 2012, I was diagnosed with an autoimmune arthritis called ankylosing spondylitis. And I have tried to do everything that I knew to do as far as how to eat fast and all these things. And I eventually got off medicine and stuff, but then it flared last year, or so I thought. And it, it, so I finally got in to see a rheumatologist, and they ran, did the x-rays and all this stuff. And he tells me that it burned itself out. And I Googled that. I'm like, what? And it turns out that 1% of the people who get it, it burns itself Praise God. Yeah. That's the radiation of the Holy Ghost is what that was. That's awesome, girl. But the prayer is that the pain that I do still have is because my lower my lower disc in L5 is totally gone. It's bone on bone. Wow. And I have bone spurs up and down. Basically, I have old lady disease called degenerative disc disease. I didn't say that. I didn't 
old age. Okay. And I'm like, I rebuke that. I'm not that old. You're not that old. I'm not, not that old. That's right. I am not that old. So I believe in God can take care of it too. Amen. 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 Restore the, the silly putty that's in yes. there. Amen. Put it back in there. Yep. Amen. Yep. What else tonight? Am I overlooking anything or anybody? I don't want to. I don't want to do that. Any any other prayer requests or praise reports? Any praise reports? Somebody want to brag on God? She just did, but yeah. did you get to see your grandson today? Um, he's got five teeth, and he says, Mama and Dada. He's got five teeth, and he's about this close to standing up. Uh, he's getting ready to say Lala. Oh, no, he's, he's going to say Granddad yeah, first. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Brother Gerald. Amen. Amen. We, we prayed about that last week. Yes. She just randomly decided she would send in an application. And, and uh, God showed up and God showed off as he always does and made a way for that girl. And so happy for her. So proud of her. And uh, things, things are going good for the child's family. And we're, we're excited for them. And uh, good, good things are on the horizon. Good things are going. Amen. Let's remember Miss Sylvia tonight for sure. Miss Sylvia, if you're watching, we love you. We're praying for you, and uh, we want you healed up, girl. All right, let's pray together tonight. Let's carry all these needs and these names to the Lord, and uh, let's just believe Him and trust Him tonight to do great things, okay? Father, we love you tonight. We thank you again just for the blessed opportunity to, to gather our voices and our lives together in one accord uh, to come and to worship your glorious name. Father, I pray tonight for all the many needs and names that are on this prayer list. Lord, it, it seems like uh, we, we get praise reports and then we add more names to it. But, but Lord, it's just a reminder of your healing power. It's just a reminder of your miracle-working abilities. And, and Father, we believe tonight for a miracle for Debbie. We ask you, God, to touch her, to intervene on her behalf. Uh, Lord God, we pray for our kids that are there on the mission strip, the adults uh, that are there. God, keep them safe, we pray. Uh, let the heat not get the better of them, but Lord, may they uh, remain strong and healthy. Uh, Lord God, I pray tonight for uh, Brenda Norton. God, touch her healer, lift her up. Brother Ronnie, God, touch him. Thank you, God, for touching Ron and Carol and healing their bodies and lifting them up and, and just doing an amazing work of restoration and healing. Lord, I pray for Sister Betty tonight that you touch her and uh, God, just do a mighty work in her body. And uh, Lord, just do the, do the things that only you're able to do in her life and in her body. Father, thank you tonight for, for all the many needs and names that have been made mention. God, thank you for touching faith and, uh, and the work. Thank you for being with Erica and opening a door for her, Lord God. All the blessings, God, we never want to overlook them or overshadow. You are God, and Lord, all these things are made possible by you, through you, and from you. And God, we thank you and we praise you tonight. We give you all the glory. In the amazing name of Jesus, we pray. And God, God's people agreed and said... Amen. Amen. Come on, give him a hand clap. Thank the Lord. Oh, he's good to us tonight. Amen. Thank the Lord. All right. Get organized here, preacher. God's so good. I had a a funny happened today nature nature is so cool to me yeah. uh, just just the how God puts it together and the way things work and the, just just what 
what God's able to do and the way God's able to do. I didn't even tell Vonda this story, but uh, today uh, I've been working for a little bit now on uh, the insurance for our church. Uh, we, we've had the same insurance carrier for many, many, many years. And uh, I guess because of uh, some different things that we've had go on, our premiums have gone through the roof and our deductibles have gone through the roof. And so uh, I've been working, I've been trying to find somebody to provide us with insurance uh, that's not as expensive but still have the same coverage. And so I uh, had a, a, an insurance guy come out today and talk to me and he had driven down from Oklahoma City and, and I guess maybe it was a little different weather in Oklahoma City than it was here for us today because uh, by the time he walked from his car to the church building and rang the doorbell, his glasses were nothing but solid fogged over by the time, <laughs> by the time he walked in the door today. <laughs> the humidity was so, was so deep and so heavy today that uh, it, was, it was really overpowering and overwhelming, and I got the biggest kick out of that. And the guy said, um, it, it's nice to meet you, but you're going to have to get me a tissue before I can see where I'm going. I, I've got to wipe my glasses off. And so uh, it was pretty funny stuff. But it's good to laugh, and it's good to see how God works and, and, and all the amazing things that he does. Humidity uh, is created by God as well. We may not like it all the time, but, but it's one of the, the things that God created. And it, it must be good, or God wouldn't have created it. And so... Uh, we, we thank the Lord for that, and uh, I thank the Lord for you. I want to praise the Lord with you one more time tonight. If you'd join me right there where you're seated, and let's give God praise and glory. Father, we bless you again. Father, we thank you again. Lord, you're good, you're good, you're good. Lord, you're merciful, you're mighty, you're holy, you're precious, you're righteous. Uh, and God, we just thank you tonight that you're in this room with us tonight. We give you all the praise, glory, and honor. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many are thankful tonight for the abundant life you have in Jesus? John chapter 10, verse 10 says, The thief came to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. How many are grateful for that abundant life? The, the literal word in the Greek is parisos. The, the literal translation of that Greek word Jesus used there means to have a superabundance life, an excessive, overflowing, surplus kind of life an over and above kind of life, a more than enough kind of life, a profuse life, an extraordinary life, an above ordinary life, a more than sufficient kind of a life. Now, I'll ask you again, how many are grateful tonight to have a more than kind of a life, an abundant life in Christ Jesus tonight? The, the truth is God wants you and I to live this abundant life in the right here and in the right now. How many believe that? Many times when we read that scripture, people can begin to think, man, heaven is sure going to be nice. I can't wait to get there. Well, I can live that abundant life that, that Jesus promised me in John chapter 10. And, and listen, they're right. Heaven is going to be a place of abundance. It's, it's going to be a place of more than. It's, it's going to be a place of over and above. It's going to be an amazing place. But, but I believe my Jesus didn't come that I'd have a life of barely getting by, but he came that I could have a life of abundance in the right here and in the right now. How many believe that? Uh, a life of abundance is all about walking in victory, walking over the top of things like hate and anger and unforgiveness, walking over the top of things like lust and pride and gossip and, and self-destructive behavior, addictions and worry. These things take the abundance away from us. These things take victory away from us. These things rob us of the life of abundance that Jesus came to bring. How many agree with that tonight? 
A life of abundance is all about walking in things like love and joy and peace and patience and gentleness and long-suffering. Come on. How many know it's good to walk in confidence and hope in Jesus Christ because of the abundant life that he came to bring us? The reality tonight is that God's will and God's plan for our lives is that we would live this life of abundance. And, and how many would agree tonight when I say God's already done his part so we could live that life of abundance? God's hung on the cross. He, he gave his son as a sacrifice. He took stripes on his body. He paid the ultimate price so that you and I could live a life of abundance. But the sad truth is, is that many times the one who's keeping us from living that life of abundance is the one that's looking at us in the mirror every morning. That old self, right? We're the ones that hinder ourselves. We're the ones who get in our ways. And many times it can simply be uh, some things or some people that we have allowed to have influence in our lives that hinder us and get in our way, that influence us to do the wrong thing instead of doing the right thing. I mean, no, doing the wrong thing is going to lead you away from abundance. The truth we need to know tonight, the truth we need to hear tonight is we need to be very careful about the things and the people that we allow to be an influencer in our lives. Sometimes the things and the people that we allow to influence our lives are, are, are not there to lift us up, but they're there to bring us down. And sometimes the things and the people we allow to influence our lives can actually cause us to live below where God intends for us to live. I believe the Holy Spirit would speak to each and every one of us tonight and, and give us this warning, give us this caution sign tonight. And it's simply a caution about the people we allow to bring counsel, the things we allow to bring counsel into our lives. We need to have caution concerning counsel. Find your Bibles, if you would, please. Uh, if you've got them with you tonight, we're going to talk about caution concerning counsel. And to echo my sister's scripture she posted on Facebook this morning, we're going to Psalms chapter 1, verses 1 through 6. You jump-started me this morning, girl, and you didn't even know it. <laughs> Psalms chapter 1, we're going to read verses 1 through 6. The word of the Lord says this, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in its season, whose leaves shall not wither, and wherever he does it shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in judgment, nor, shall, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your word. God, thank you for the opportunity and the ability to minister it tonight. Father, I pray for ears to be open, for hearts to be enlightened. God, for your spirit to stir us. God, help us to have counsel uh, and caution in who we allow and the things we allow to bring counsel into our lives. Lord, we love you and we praise you. We give you glory in Jesus' name. And God's people agreed and said, Amen. Amen. Come on, give him a hand clap tonight, please. I'm thankful tonight for a blessed life. How about you? How many would understand and believe that the blessed life is a life of abundance? Amen? 
Yes, I know I've said it once already, but it's worth repeating. God's plan for you is that you would live a blessed, happy, abundant life. Uh, the reason that Jesus came to the earth and lived a life without sin, the reason he took stripes on his body and died on that cross but got up on the third day was also that you and I could live a life of abundance, a blessed life, a happy life. Come on, do your face a favor and go ahead and smile and be happy. Amen. The truth we read in the Word of God tonight tells us that sometimes it's the things and the people that we allow to bring counsel into our lives that can hinder us or stop us from living this blessed, happy, abundant life that God desires for us to walk in. Counsel is just this fancy way of saying influence. It, being an influencer is pretty popular today in our society. Uh, many people make their profession by being an influencer. Uh, they'll wear the latest fashion. They'll wear the latest styles. And, and they'll get on the Internet and they'll show off and they'll, they'll show everybody how good they look. And so it makes somebody else want to look just as nice as they do. Uh, how many know th that a lot of the influencers uh, actually do look nice? They actually are sharp-dressed people. They actually are good-looking. Most of them don't look like Urkel. Can you say amen? Most of you, when I said Urkel, didn't know who I was talking about. And so, did I do that? No, anyway, anyway. Steve Urkel was a, a, a guy a long time ago from the 80s from a sitcom. He had suspenders and his pants were too short and his socks showed. And he was the nerdiest looking dude you'd ever seen in all your life, okay? Uh, but, but the reality is uh, we need to be influenced by, by the good and not influenced by the evil. Now, who, who's with me on that? The, the truth is, is that things and people can bring counsel into our lives. They feed into our lives. They impact our lives. They, they impart into our lives. They have an effect and a sway upon our lives just simply by being around them many times. And here's the truth. Many times the people uh, and the things can have an influence on us or counsel us without us ever even knowing that they're doing it, Right? I think back to a, a, a time that I went through in my life when I was still working for Dresser Rand. Uh, many times they would send me to a foreign country uh, called Louisiana to work. I love Louisiana. I, I'm telling you guys the honest truth. Uh, if there was ever another state that I could live in in the, uh, the United States of America, it would be Louisiana. I think they've got the best food. Now, now, mind you, they've got mosquitoes the size of chickens, but uh, they have got some amazing, amazing food in Louisiana, and I, I love it, man. I just absolutely love being there. I, my, my longest stint that I spent there, I spent 17 days, 135 miles out in the Gulf of Mexico. They flew me out there by helicopter, and then when it was time for me to go back home, they came back with a helicopter and picked me up and took me back home. You work from the time the sun went up, uh, sun came up until the sun went down. Uh, they fed you right there on that rig. They, you slept right there on that rig. That's where you stayed for 17 days. There wasn't any coming and going. You stayed 135 miles out in the middle of the ocean that entire time. Oh, did I tell you I was in Louisiana the whole time? And the whole time that I was 17 days out in the middle of the Gulf of Mexico, I was surrounded by Cajuns. And I'm not talking about just almost Cajuns. I'm not talking about people who moved in and suddenly became Cajuns. I'm talking about they got these old boys straight out of the swamp. 
And I spent 17 days stuck with these guys, talking to them, eating around them, spending time with them. And by the time I got home to see my beautiful bride and my new child, I was bumped on the roulette in it with everybody. The, the Cajun accent was so thick and so heavy on me, I started to talk like them because I had spent time with them. I listened to Cajun music the entire time I was there. I ate Cajun food the entire time I was there. And after 17 days when they flew me back to dry ground, I had suddenly become a Cajun. And when I got home and I began to talk to my wife, she said, what is wrong with you, boy? Why are you talking like that, Gary? I don't understand. I said, sweetheart, I spent so much time around those guys that I began to pick up their accent and I didn't even recognize it or realize that it had happened to me. They had had an influence on me and I didn't even know it. How many know the same thing can happen in our lives if we're not cautious and if we're not careful? The things we allow to influence us, the people we allow to influence us can have an impact and we can even pick up their accent if we're not careful and cautious about it. And then we wonder and wonder why we're so negative all the time. We wonder why we're so tearing down all the time. It's because we've spent time with things that would draw us away from God instead of spending time with things that draw us to God. This is the reason why I submit to you tonight by the Holy Spirit. We need to use great caution concerning the things and the people that we allow to counsel us or to bring an influence or an impact. Listen, friend, you can't hang out with skunks all day long and not walk away stinking. Some things I want to share with you tonight about having caution concerning counsel. And the first thing I want to talk about is this. We need to talk about destructive associations. Look with me at verse 1 there in chapter 1 of Psalms. Verse 1 says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits at the seat of the scornful. Thank God tonight for the things and the people that God puts in your path. Can you say amen? I believe with all my heart that God puts people around us that we need in our lives. How many believe that? God sees the big picture. God has the big plan. God knows who we need in our lives. And I believe that God will send people into our lives to be an encouragement, to help us, to build us up, uh, to, to, to walk along beside of us and help us to, to see us grow stronger and encouraged in the Lord. They're there to be a, a shoulder for us to lean on. They're there to be our armor bearer. They're there to be godly counselor. They're there because God sent them there to be a part of our life. And aren't you thankful for the people that God sent into your life. I hear your pastor tonight. Just as sure as God sends people into your life, you need to understand the old cross-eyed, pimple-faced, pigeon-toed devil will send people into your life as well. The, the truth is the enemy is out to kill, steal, and destroy, but he's not capable of doing that physically. Are you hearing me? The devil's not capable of attacking you physically. And so what's he going to do? He's going to send things and he's going to send people into your life to bring ungodly things into your life, to bring doubt and discouragement. Uh-oh, yes, he, he'll bring things like events and uh, flesh and blood to, to people to, to reinforce those thoughts of doubt and confusion and, and discouragement that you're dealing with. The, the Word of God calls it the counsel of the ungodly. I submit to you it's ungodly influence coming into your life. 
Ungodly influences uh, is easy to recognize. Galatians chapter 5 verse 19 through 21 says, Now the works of the flesh or the works of the ungodly are evident or easy to see, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contention, a jealousy, outburst of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresy, evil, uh, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the such. Uh, listen, I, I believe all of these things are evident as works of the flesh. So says Galatians chapter 5, verse 19. And if it's a work of the flesh, then it's a work of an ungodly spirit in operation. And if things or people are drawing us towards these list of things, then friend, it's ungodly counsel that's rising up to try to draw us away from God. Ungodly counsel will advise that, that in an attempt to influence to the contrary to God's Word. Ungodly counsel is influence that will try to lead us away from the truth. Ungodly counsel will promote their cause uh, to get people to support the wrong position, to, to tolerate, to condone, to endorse, to promote. And ungodly counsel will work to create division and doubt and discouragement, outbursts of wrath and anger and hatred and contention. Come on, the truth we need to here tonight is we need to be really extra careful about the things and the people we allow to be an influencer in our lives. 1 Corinthians 15 and 33 says, Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. Evil, you can be the, the most upstanding righteous person, but evil company can corrupt even the best of habits. The Bible says that we're not even supposed to hang out with folks like that. 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5 says, uh, Know this, in the last days perilous times will come. Men will be lovers of themselves and lovers of money, boasters and proud and blasphemers and disobedient to their parents. They'll be unthankful, be unholy, be unloving, unforgiving, slanderers without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasures rather than lovers of God. It says they'll have a form of godliness but denying its power. And then it goes on to say, and from such people, turn away. Yeah, you don't need them in your life. I got off on this kick a few Sunday nights ago and I was talking to the young people. But let me tell you, Mom and Dad, let me tell you, Grandpa and Grandma, we need to be cautious about the things and the people we allow into our life as much as the young people do. Amen. Evil company corrupts our good habits. We can be good people trying to live for Jesus Christ and hang out with a skunk long enough and you're going to walk away stinking. What do we need to know about being cautious concerning counsel? We need to understand destructive association. Another thing we need to know about caution concerning counsel is this. We need to understand a godly influence. Thank God tonight for a godly influence. Can you say amen? amen. Verse 1 and 2 of Psalms 1 says, Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sit in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his laws, he meditates day and night. Thank you, Lord. Praise God tonight for a good, godly influence. Can you say amen? How many would agree with your pastor when I say we're living in the last days? I did come to the right church tonight, right? 
Yes, tonight we need to know and believe and understand Jesus Christ is coming and he's coming soon. And I'm watching just as sure as I know you are as well. This old world fall more and more apart, grow more and more evil and more and more crazy with the passing of each moment on the clock. So much of the world and so much of the things of this world are ungodly and create an ungodly influence in the world and in the society around us. There is pure evil that's being called righteousness today. There's pure evil that's creating a, a, a sense of a religion today. Uh, there's things that are totally, completely opposite of the truth of the Word of Almighty God that are being proclaimed from the highest offices in the land. Church, it's nothing but ungodliness from the world. From the music we listen to on the radio to the movies that we see on the television set. Uh, we, if we listen to the counsel of the world, we'd all be sleeping around and we'd all be strung out on drugs and we'd all be questioning what gender we actually are. The world is filled with ungodly influence of things and of people. The things and the people of this world can be so ungodly that, that, that they would say things and they would do things that would pull us into the same sin and pull us into the same wickedness and pull us completely away from God. Church, I want you to know this strong backbone that's here on this Wednesday night, if we'd listen to the ungodly influence of the world, there wouldn't be a one of you that was here tonight. If we listen to the ungodly influence, uh, the world would say, why go on a Wednesday night? Why is it important to go and hear preaching on a Wednesday night? Well, friend, I don't know about you, but i got to have my tank filled back up on a Wednesday night. Thank God that's not the end of the story. There's a source of a godly influence. There is a source of a godly counsel that will lift us up, that will change our life. And I submit it is the holy word of Almighty God. Verse 2 says that, that blessed and happy is the man who does not sit or stand in the counsel of the ungodly, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates both day and night. How many understand the law of the Lord is the word of the Lord? True godly influence is found, and thus says the word of God. Man, if I'm going to have something that's going to, to be an influencer on my life, I want it to be this book. How about you? If I'm going to have something that's going to be an influencer in my life, it's going to be God's Word. It's going to be the worship we share corporately. Man, let me tell you something. Worship should have a, a huge influence. It should have a huge impact on everybody's life who walks in the room. There should not be a soul who's able to sit still while worship's going on. Why? Because the influence of the godly says, listen, we're going to give God everything we got. True godly influence is found, and thus says the word of the Lord. True joy is found in God's Word. I, I believe we need to be continual students of God's Word. I believe it's a lamp and it's a light. I believe it will always stand. I believe it's on failing. I believe it's on changing. Jesus said in John chapter 8 verse 32 that we could know the truth and it would be that truth that would set us free. Listen, if we're going to be free from the ungodly influence, then we need the godly influence of the Word of Almighty God. I believe the world is in need of godly counsel today. 
And I believe we need to, uh, if we want to know how to be a good man, if we want to know how to be a good husband, if we want to know how to be a good wife, if we want to know how to be a good employee or a good employer, we need to look to the Word of God as a godly influence in the decision-making process. We're doing those things. Hey, how many know we're coming up on November? It's about time to vote again, y'all. Oh, Pastor, it's just July. I don't care. We got to be thinking about November. And I want to have godly influence as I go to the ballot box and I cast my ballot. How about you? Amen. If you're looking for godly counsel, you need to look to things and to people that will lead you to the Word of God and not away from the Word of God. What do we need to know tonight about caution concerning counsel? We need to understand godly counsel. And one more thing I want to share with you tonight about caution concerning counsel, and that is the outcome. I mean, no, there's always going to be an outcome. Look at verses 3 through 6. The Bible says, He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth its fruit in season, and whosoever's leaves shall, shall not wither, and wherever he does, it shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but they are like chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in judgment. There were uh, sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. How many understand tonight that every choice has a consequence associated with it? Every choice, every decision has a, a consequence associated with it. Uh, if you choose not to put gasoline in your vehicle and you take off driving down the road and you know that it's on E, guess what? The consequences is going to be you're going to push the car or you're going to walk to the next gas station, right? If we choose not to go to work, the outcome's going to be you're not going to get paid. Uh, no show, uh, don't show up for work, guess what? No paycheck for that week. On the other hand, if you choose to stop and get gasoline in the car, you know it's down to a quarter of a tank, but you decide to go ahead and stop and put some in it. Hey, prices are coming down. Thank you. Uh, if you stop and choose to put some of that cheap gasoline in your car, the option is, the outcome is, you get to keep driving, right? If you choose to go to work, guess what? The outcome is you get a paycheck at the end of the week. Choices have consequences. Every decision, every choice has an outcome. Uh, if, you, if there's an action, there's going to be an equal to or a greater than reaction to the choice or the action that you've made. The Bible says it like this in Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. And whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. If you put weeds in the ground, weeds are going to come up. But if you plant tomatoes, you're going to get tomatoes. Can I get a witness? Uh, that's what it says here in the Word tonight. There is an outcome for following that ungodly influence uh, that's contrary to the Word of God. Uh, but if we'll follow the godly influence of the Word of God, the Bible says that we'll be like a tree planted by rivers of water, we'll bear fruit, we'll be blessed, we'll prosper in all that we'll do, we'll be positioned for, for honor, we'll be positioned for an identity with Almighty God, all by following godly counsel found in the Word of God. But the outcome for the ungodly, 
Verse 4 says, will be, they'll be like chaff, which speaks of instability. You know what chaff is? Chaff is the leftover stuff after there's, there's a smelting, melting process. It's, it's the leftover crud or even ashes, if you will. Uh, when chaff, when the wind blows, it blows the chaff away. It takes it uh, to a different location because it's easily dispersed. It's easily taken away. And when the Bible says that the ungodly influence will be like chaff, it's speaking about instability. Yeah. I want to read it to you the way it reads in the Living Bible. So, uh, Psalms chapter 1, verses 3 through 6 in the Living Bible says it like this. They're like trees along the riverbank bearing luscious fruit each season without fail. Their leaves shall neither, neither wither and, and all that they do shall prosper. Verse 4. But for the sinners, what a different story. They will blow away like chaff before the wind. They're not safe on judgment day. They shall not stand among the godly. For the Lord watches over all their plans and the path of godly men, but the path of the godless lead to doom. There's an outcome. There's an outcome. The fact is, if we choose godly counsel to follow, the outcome is blessing in life. But if we choose to follow ungodly counsel, the Bible makes it very clear, the outcome is bitter. Romans chapter 12, verse 9 helps us make our choice. It helps us make our decision. It says, hate what is evil and cling to what is good. How do we know the difference in what is evil and what is good? We need the discerning power of the Holy Spirit of Almighty God to come alive inside of us. And all the gifts of the Spirit, if there's ever been one that I prayed for the most... Oh, God has blessed me with the gift of tongues, the interpretation of tongues. God has blessed me with the gift of healing. I've laid my hands on the sick and I've seen them recover. I've laid my hands on the dead and I've seen them get up. I, I believe God has blessed me and anointed me with these gifts. But if there's one specific thing that I pray for in the gifts of the Spirit above all others, it's God give me discernment of spirit so that I can see past the outside. And I can know whether that's godly influence in my life or that's ungodly influence in my life. And when we make the choice according to the leading of the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, <coughs> the Bible says there's going to be an outcome. There's going to be a result because of the choices that we've made. What do we need to understand about caution concerning counsel? We need to understand the outcome. Church, I believe that God's will and God's plan for our life is to live a life of abundance, a life of victory, a blessed and happy life. I want to live that kind of a life. How about you? But the truth is tonight that sometimes it's the counsel, the things or the people that we allow to be an influence in our life uh, that can keep us from living that abundant life. Uh, we need to great, use such great caution concerning the things we allow to influence our lives. Uh, what do we need to know about using caution concerning counsel? We need to understand destructive associations. We need to be aware. The enemy will send people into our lives disguised as good, when in all actuality it's evil. The enemy will send things into your life disguised as good, when in all actuality it's pulling you away from God. Friend, that's the, that's the determining factor. Does this relationship or does this thing draw me closer to God or does it draw me further away from God? We can make our decision and see the outcome because of that. Let's pray together tonight. Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you so much for the warning and the counsel we find there in your word. 
Father, I pray tonight around this room that, that you would help us to examine the things and the, the people that we allow to, to influence us. God, is it godly? Does it lead us to you? Does it line up with the truth of your word? God, because we understand from your word that, that there's going to be a consequence, there's going to be an outcome based upon the choices we make between godly counsel and ungodly counsel. Lord, let us not walk in the, in the path of the unrighteous, but Lord, may we set among the righteous and all the decisions and all the choices we make. May it glorify and may it honor you. We love you tonight, God. We praise you. We give you all the thanks in Jesus' amazing name. Amen and amen. Please, with heads bowed and eyes closed, just for a second. I can't be your pastor if I can't ask you about Jesus. I know it's Wednesday and I know every face and I know every home in this room, but, but I still have to ask you. If you're here tonight and you need Jesus to become your Savior, Pastor, I need Jesus to save my soul. Friend, if that's you, if there's any doubt, if there's any confusion whatsoever, and right now is that moment, right now is that time, Pastor Gary, that's me, I need Jesus. Would you just look me eyeball to eyeball, just make eye contact with me tonight, let me know who I'm praying with, anywhere, anyone. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Congregation, would you stand with me tonight if you don't mind? The work of the Holy Spirit is to reveal truth. The work of the Holy Spirit is to help scales fall off of our eyes, right? And, and to understand what, what the truth of godliness is. What I'd ask you to do, Brother Gerald's going to put on some music here in just a moment, and what I ask you to do is just to, just to take a little bit of time and just to spend it in prayer. And, and here's the, the thing I would ask you to, to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you. Lord, are the things in my life, the people in my life leading me to you or leading me away from you? Take some time tonight. It's between you and the Lord. Nobody else, just you and God. But take some time tonight and spend it talking to Him. God bless you as you pray.